If you're the kind of dad who's giving hot yoga a try, and by hot yoga, we mean you stretch for a frozen pizza in the back of your fridge and then heat it up in the microwave, then this is the podcast for you. Hot yoga, hot pockets, whatever it takes. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life from the den, from the cave. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. My name is Adam D, and I am so proud to introduce to you my broadcast partner, Coach Randy. Coach uh, Adam D, thank you. So glad you showed up again. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it because, frankly, I think you do the show by yourself, but I do offer uh, a slight element of talent. So uh, it's always nice to have uh, the two of us every Sunday coming to you uh, from the den and the cave. Uh, where, what, what day are we in? What week are we in? I forget. I don't even Does it know. even matter? I don't think it even matters. doesn't even is, matter. Is it a Thursday? It's a Sunday? Is it a Friday? It doesn't make a difference. It's, it's any day. What matters is our guest today. Yes. And we've got an old friend of mine, an old broadcasting buddy named Rich DeMarco, who's going to join us in, in just a little bit. Rich DeMarco and I worked at a small radio station in North Jersey called WGHT, local radio station. They played oldies, but they did local news and sports. And that's how we became friends. We've been friends ever since. He is the assistant athletic director at Army West Point. Fascinating job. And one of those responsibilities is he gets to be the play-by-play announcer for Army West Point sports on a lot of different radio outlets. So, yeah, we're going to reminisce a little bit. We're also going to talk about what broadcasting is like for Army West Point. It has to be so different than any other college or university athletic program around the country. Once again, Adam T., you you amaze me by the people you know. I I swear, you know everybody. I think my kids know. If you ever need to find out, ask Adam. Adam Adam knows everybody. So uh, I'm hoping I get some dirt. I hope I get a little bit of dirt, maybe even some mud. You might, you might get a few kooky stories, but you know who's somebody I know that I'm so proud to have in my network? Hmm, let me think. Let me guess. Uh, does the first name begin with a B? That's right. Uh, and then an E? Are we playing Wheel of Fortune here? I'm just curious if it's Becky Berman. Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Tell us a little bit about Becky Berman, uh, Coach Randy. BermanCS.com. That is BermanCS.com. Becky Berman Consulting Services. She's a genius. She's, uh, she's precious. She's gold. Uh, she gave us the Bone Daddy logo. Uh, and she continues to, if you see not just one, not just two, but Bone Danny 3. Uh, and uh, she, you need graphic design, web, website, you name it. She's there for you. And she's going to be a guest on Bad to the Dad, our last episode of the season. Is it all confirmed? It is confirmed. She's going to do it. We're going to have our vendor friends and our media partner friends come on, learn a little bit about them and and how they do what they do, their whole creative process. And speaking of media partners, we're back on it. Tap into into.net. That is the local news network. Type in tap into.net in your browser. Voila, up comes a local news source. Click the drop down, find your town. You'll get news for the people and by the people. Quite literally, they have people from the community writing stories and writing submitting stories, them, yeah. And they've done a phenomenal job. I hope they submit for some sort of award, local or otherwise, on their COVID coverage. 
because it has been no, it's been just uh, as good as any phenomenal. major news it's, outlet. It's uh, it has been around now for a while. They've got a great brand. Uh, they've been very supportive, and so I'm I'm really happy. That's our Mother's Day special, right? Jessica and Danielle. I think we're going to have right. Jessica on as well as the CEO, Michael Shapiro. Uh, right. a great, great guy. He's going to come to us via Zoom. We're going to learn a little bit about what it's like to run a an online local news outlet and uh, see what that process is all about. So that should be that should be good fun. And we want to do this as a thank you for everything that they've done with us, as he said. So we have a great show, a great guest. We have great sponsors. How about your week? How was your week? I, I had a few run dadded in, runs dadded in. Yes. And uh, we, we did something a little uh, fun and different. So we are insisting that the kids come down and we have dinner as a family every night. No phones. Yeah. We gather, we talk, we have fun. We know what each other did throughout the day because they're, they're right across from me at the dining room absolutely, table. Absolutely. So the other night we did a family theme night at dinner. All right. Yeah. You've been all talking right. about wanting to do that. Right. Yeah. Now coach, when you hear a theme night, you think, all right, maybe sports night, you dress in your favorite football Jersey. Yeah. Maybe it's rock and roll night. You wear your right. favorite rock band t-shirt. Okay. So what we did was dress up and talk like your favorite Chandler. That's like your favorite Chandler, name. like your fam. So, yeah, Mama Shan, dinner, Papa Shan. so everyone at the dinner table was somebody else at the dinner table. Now, let me warn you. All right. If you would prefer not to know what the rest of your family members think about you, <laughs> Don't do as this. well as all of your idiosyncrasies, do not do this. So if you have thin skin and you're sensitive, this is not a good idea. So um, Michelle, my wife, was my daughter, Perry. Ooh. All right. Yes. Uh, my daughter, Perry, was my son, Aiden. Ooh, nice. A Aiden was me, and I was, I was my wife, Michelle. <laughs> I'll tell you, if you want to you have a happy marriage in quarantine, <laughs> eh, you may want to postpone this for afterwards. Do you have any you video? Do you have any video? Any video? Fortunately, we do not. Okay. Fortunately, <laughs> we do not. But I'd say they, they had me down. Really? And I have to tell you. Yeah. I have some catchphrases mm -hmm. that I wish I didn't say anymore. And I will tell you, Coach, I don't know how you feel, but I am terribly annoying. <laughs> I didn't think I was annoying. No. Until no. my whole family jumped on Aiden's bandwagon. No, 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 no. no, no. And, they don't, and started they, mimicking me. You know, you know what? They don't appreciate you. They take you for granted. I think you are amazing. You're, you're, you're my brother from another mother. I mean, you're, Coach, you're Adam D. So I'm, I'm offended. I, I'm offended for you. That the, I insist that the kids get out and uh -huh. get their bodies moving. And yes. I have this phrase that says, at least we're getting the blood moving. At least so we're getting I the heard blood. all night, yeah, at least we're getting the blood moving. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, sometimes when I go to a yeah. Starbucks with the kids or the yeah. drive through and I place my order yes. and the person at the register says, will that be all? I say, nope, that'll do it. <laughs> so what did I hear the rest of the night? Oh, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do, do it. it. <laughs> that'll do it. So now I'm a parrot. So that's actually very that was good. my highlight of the week. That's good shtick. That is very good shtick, Adam D. Uh, that makes me laugh. Yeah, we had uh, uh, we've tried to mix things up a little bit, and we started playing. You know, we played heads up. You know, memes. Uh, we played different kind of games, but uh, for a long time, I've been a, uh, a, a team builder. And one of the activities mm -hmm. I've always done with teams is this thing called blindfold puzzles, right? So my wife uh, convinced everybody for us to do blindfold puzzles. I have, I have at least two dozen different puzzles, uh, two dozen of them, right? And so what you do is one person blindfolds themselves, the other person has to give directions on how to do the, uh, the puzzle. 
and uh, lo and behold, uh, uh, my my oldest, Michaela, the middle, middle oldest, Michaela, middle mm-hmm. oldest, uh, and my wife Jessica brought out the uh, put it on video, and it's pretty pretty funny. I mean, it is uh, pretty hysterical, and I think uh, it's almost peanut pants funny because. Uh, you're trying to tell somebody, he's trying to talk, and clearly I'm getting frustrated. And, and Michaela is just a funny kid. So uh, uh, I think we might try the, uh, the personality dinner, but uh, if you get a chance, get some puzzles. You can come over. We'll share them with you. You should try uh, blindfold puzzles, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, go on Facebook to Coach Randy Nathan's Facebook page, and you'll see a video of him harassing his daughter with a blindfold on, <laughs> trying to get all these pieces in place. The pressure yes. of being Coach Randy's kid trying to do a puzzle yes. while you're blindfolded. And, and apparently, at once, apparently at one time I say, stop talking, and she was never talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just to lay it on thick. Yes. Well, Coach, again, the headline is nothing but COVID, round the clock. Yes. And I think I need to thank the great people of the nation of Australia. Australia. Earth wonders from down under. Really? Why? Yeah, why? Because they're doing the corona research that no other country is doing. Oh, <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, Here's I what think, they're researching. They asked yes, ask yes. the question that the nobody is question. asking. The, you the want to hear the question? It's a vital question. We've all been thinking. It's right, right here on the edge of our tongues. Absolutely. This is a, this is a, this is a new story for you, Coach. I thought of you <laughs> when, I, when I first saw this. Yes. The question is, can the coronavirus be spread through farts? <laughs> Which is, we, everybody wants to think right now, can it be? Because one would think so. Well, the Australians, you know, unlike you and me, where, you know, any kind of a fart is funny. Yes. The Australians are taking a very clinical approach to this study. Yeah. Now they're saying it's very possible because where do most viruses and guts and, and bugs start? They start in the gut. In the intestines, yeah, the stomach. Yeah. So whatever's in the guts, it's either going up or it's going out. Yeah. Right? Up or down, up or down, up or down. Up or down. So that which comes down and out could be both silent and deadly. And deadly. <laughs> so they recommend, these yes. Australian researchers who thought about this and spent... What, you got to put a mask on your ass? <laughs> well, they say you already have one. Oh, By did. wearing underwear and pants, you've got a mask, but yes. they recommend... Do not point your behind at anybody if you feel like you're going to flatulate because that would be rude. And certainly do not uh, fart, you know, bare-butted because that will not contain the potential coronavirus outbreak through that method. So, so you know, I, I'm thinking, uh, hey, you live on a nudist colony, you're completely screwed. Yeah. You, you let one go, it goes to the whole colony. Yeah. Yeah, no, because so you don't want to you want to fart in anybody's particular direction, right? Like the Monty Python. Yes, I movie shall line fart in your general direction. Yeah, so now they did say there's inconclusive research. Who knows? But they say you know, why leave it to chance? Protect well, if yourself. One, if one could sneeze, yes, and the sneeze goes out mm-hmm. to infect the air, one might make the deduction that one could flatulate, excrete some gas. Thereby out. I, I think it's a jet. It might be onto something, Adam D. It might be onto something. Coach, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know where the nomination slip is for the Nobel Peace Prize in Scientific Research, but I am penciling in the Australians for uh, coronas, coronavirus research on farting. And I think our listeners are that much better now because you raised their awareness in terms of the possibility, and they will stay away from people's behinds and flatulence. You, you provided a great service, Adam D. We are bad to the dead. 
We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding, marketing, website design, graphic design. It's Becky Berman. She is, she is the gal you want to talk to. Want to learn more about her? Go to BermanCS.com. That's BermanCS, as in consulting services. Dot com. Uh, again, she's the one who designed Bone Daddy. Bone Daddy! Wonderful, wonderful skull with hat, pipe, and spectacles on our social media, on our website, and of course on our keychain, which opens bottles, opens doors, and if you let it, Coach Randy, it opens... That heart, brother, right there. Hearts and your minds. Heart. Hearts and minds, and when hearts we see our heart. guest next live, he will get a keychain. I am so proud to introduce our guest on this week's episode, Rich DeMarco, Assistant Athletic Director and Play-By-Play Man on Army West Point Radio. Rich, great to see you again. Well, first of all, thanks so much uh, for having me. It's, a, it's really an honor. And just after, you know, talking about having me on, even from when you and I uh, saw each other back in February, just looking at what you guys do and the kind of message uh, that you guys uh, tie in with your podcast and everything, really an honor. Uh, to be here in what 22 years I think Adam you and I go back so it's it's you're, crazy you're, to have it come full circle now, you're so aging us, but those, yes. were, those were great times those are great times so full disclosure coach and, and listeners Rich and I kind of got our start in radio at this 1000 watt daytime oldie station that happened to cover local news and sports it was called GHT 1500 a.m. The Mighty 1500 was what it was called back in the day. Come on, give me the correct call letters. Come on, give me the do the correct call. Well, no, it, it, it was WGHT uh, until they folded about a year or two ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel like a, a piece of our past has... has, uh, has WGHT was WGHT. No, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Stern. <laughs> we were <laughs> over the top. And if we were, people would say, you guys are frauds. Stop, stop being weird. But uh, Rich, I mean, I mean, do you remember those days when we were out on the sidelines covering high school sports? I do. I, I do vividly. I remember, you know, Lon Samuelson. Let's use another name. He's the one who connected me to you. And, and Adam, you got me in there, you know, to where I was doing sports, doing news and doing a lot of different things. I just remember that time just, um, you know, I, I just love, I guess deep down, I'm, I'm a radio guy, right? Deep, deep down. And, you know, from being in college radio, uh, small radio, local radio, as I was in after that, really in, in New Brunswick, New Jersey for a few years, also working at WFAN um, on different things. And I just, I just love radio. And, you know, what I'm able to do now has a lot of radio involvement, being the radio play by play man, which was my dream from when I was a kid to be a college football and basketball play by play guy. But, you know, it's funny, the years in radio are like the greatest years in some ways I'd never want to do again because of the time commitment. You know how, you know, with a family, you're able to just on a moment's notice go out and cover a, a, a fire, some emergency, or being on call, doing a news shift till late at night. But it's, um, it's something where I think, you know, the community in a radio station, someone told me local radio is all about community. So whether you're doing fundraisers. I remember being at um, WCTC in New Brunswick. My favorite time of year was around the holidays and the toy drive. And there was like this common area in the station, in, in the building. And, you know, as you know, the, the hosts would do the live reads of, hey, you know, this family, you know, is, you know, needs jackets, toys, and everything. And then just over those couple of weeks, the toys would just pour in. They'd be in the, the conference room would get filled up. It would be in the common area. And then by like, by a few days before Christmas, they'd be all over the place and the truck would come up and we'd all help load all those toys into the truck. So I guess 
I guess deep down, uh, I guess I am a radio, a bit old school radio guy. So I always think of those moments and you're a huge part of that, Adam. Well, well thank you, Rich. Now we talk about WGHT as a small local radio. Yeah, Randy's, Randy's doing the heart emoji and um, I'm catching it. I'm grabbing it. You can't see it, but I'm grabbing all that heart. No, I think this is all a wonderful challenge to talk. I listen, I'm inspired. I have to be, but I want to get to the bottom, Rich. I want some dirt. I want some mud. I want some gook. I want to get my hands dirty, elbows, something that I can hold over Adam D on this public podcast that would be good that most of our listeners would have no idea about Adam D from what you remember when he was younger. Please. I got to Okay. I, I, you know, one thing that always sticks out, there was a really, so you, know, you talk about talents at WGHT. I think another one, Noam Layden, right? Who's been a yep. news director, a news anchor in New York City and, and had a profound impact on me in, in regards to news, really getting me into news. I mean, I got the WGHT, somebody who's straight into sports and, and, you know, going back to other advice, you know, being well-rounded is another huge one. And, and I think Noam getting me into um, news and, and being able to embrace that was a huge thing. So, so Adam and Noam used to do a morning show up and Adam and up and Adam and Noam, I think. Up yeah, and no, Adam. that's right. You got it. Mm-hmm. Up and Adam and Noam. And it was a really hot day. So I think Adam tried to fry an egg or cook an egg on the, on the on the pavement, I think, or on the windshield of a car outside the station, I want to say. And I remember it wasn't my it. car; it was somebody else's car. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. So I mean, that, that was that was an interesting one. Um, I think that's that's probably as 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 uh, as crazy as I could get. But they um they really embraced it. I think Adam and Noam, you know, Tom Niven, and you know, talk about old school radio. I mean, that's something we could just go on tangents here. But I think they embraced that. And I think, yeah, trying to cook the egg, that was probably. All right. Well, I'll take the egg on the windshield uh, for 500. Alex, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that, Rich. And, and Noam, by the way, he is, um, he's got his own show on WABC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He used to work with Imus and now yeah. has his his own uh, news program. Another tremendous talent. I think we're going to try to get him on Bad to the Dad. I mean, he's his. And he's as good of a person to me as, as anyone professionally. And, um, you know, it's just great. You see that, you know, and, and you talk about Kevin Burkhart, you talk about Noam Laid and, and, and the things you've been able to do. You know, a lot of people there, you know, like you're saying, the station was in a house. It was a daylight station. I mean, you had to really want it to be there. Next, next to a sewage plant in Pompton yes. Lake. So when you came in Monday morning in the summer, Coach Randy, smell good, you, could, smell good. you could smell what people were cooking. And <laughs> Over the weekend. Doing, doing weekend morning news and having to put in the um the code for the alarm, you know, to yeah. get in the house. You know, I just there's so much, you know, like awesome. great, great memories. Adam. Nice, Adam, nice little Lon, Adam, you guys were great. It was, it was nice, a great start. Nice little so, trip down memory lane. Thank you. That yeah. was a that was a warm fuzzy. Now, if I'm correct, you are obviously you work within radio. You announce games, and you're an assistant athletic director. So I have a lot, yeah, I've got some different um, responsibilities in the department, which is, you know, you go back to being well-rounded and just mm-hmm. trying to grow and, and just pick up other things. So um, I work, you know, on our creative team, you know, helping build content, whether it's through interviews, I oversee some, you know, our live events mm-hmm. and, um, and some of our broadcast entities. And then um, I also oversee our, our licensing from the athletic department. So there's, um, and our, some of our retail operations. So I've been able to, you know, pick up some different um, responsibilities, which is really cool because I think, you know, probably, you know, there's part of me that's, you know, I, someone always said, you always want to be like a lifelong learner and learning yeah. different things and different um, responsibilities. So I've been very, very lucky um, at West Point, extremely blessed and lucky that I've been able to pick up some different things and, and been able to grow. How'd you get connected with West Point? That seems like, I mean, it's, are you, were you, did you, were you army related? Did you, did you no, join the forces? I, 
I mean, no, I mean, as a, as a kid, I mean, I went to Army football games, like pretty much every kid goes mm-hmm. in the Northeast, at least, you know, once a year, once every couple of years. And then um, I was working. So Adam's talking about when we were together at um, WGHT. So I graduated from Rutgers in 1998. I was at WGHT from 98 to 99. I'm also working at WFAN, where I had interned working off the air, you know, producing, cutting tape. And then in 99, I got an opportunity to go to um, back to New Brunswick, I uh, work at a radio station there, a local station, but also do um, pre and post game for Rutgers football, Rutgers um, men's basketball, do women's hoops, play by play, and be a news reporter and sports reporter and host some talk shows. So I did that for five years. Um, and then I had known people at Army just professionally. And then in 04, a job opened up. Um, and actually, they called me and asked if I wanted to interview for it before it went out. And then, um, I interviewed, went through the process, and, um, and I was fortunate enough to get there. And, I mean, I've been there since. I mean, if you asked me in 2004, do you think mm-hmm. you're going to be there for 16 years? I'd be like, ah, I don't know. But, I mean, I, there's never been a moment where, you know, I've thought to leave in 16 years. So I think it's, it does a lot for the people there and how they treat people and how really the, it's a really special place. They're legit, so Rich, Arby, They're legit, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 Rich, you know, West Point is not like any other campus. And their athletics program is not like any other athletics program. Tell us a little bit about the culture there from your point of view, because you have a very unique position there. Sure. I mean, I always look at it like this, you know, when, you know, I'm driving into work in the morning and, you know, there's, there's tour buses, you know, letting people out to walk around. I'm just like, wait a minute, I get paid to come here every day to work. (laughs) Pretty crazy, you know, but uh, you know, it's, I'll tell you what, what I think is, is, is really key is, you know, any sport, and in college athletics or whatever, you know, we're always talking about like, you're covering a team and you're like, Hey, this kid or this, this guy, this gal, she's a great, he's a great kid. You know, he's a, you know, and, and that's not, that's no deference to the other kids, but there's kids that stand out to you. Right. And you're always saying, Oh, that's, that's a future leader. But when you're at West Point and you're, you know, interviewing, you know, athletes, teams, they're all that great kid really, because these are our future leaders. You know, these are the ones that, you know, they, they didn't come there to play sports. They came to, you know, serve their country Yes, did, did was sports an avenue to become a cadet? Sure, but at the end of the day, they're not going to West Point just because that's an opportunity to play because they could then choose a ton of other schools to do that at. So I think that really hits you and it, and it really humbles you when you see, you know, the, the sacrifices that these athletes are going to make. And, and I think that, you know, it goes back to, and we had an athletic director uh, several years ago who said this, and it's always stuck with me, where, you know, when you have, you know, I, I don't know how it is at every other school, but at West Point, you know, we know what's ahead of these kids when they graduate. So it's even more incumbent upon us to give them the greatest experience they can have while they're student athletes, while they're cadet athletes. So I think it just makes you feel like you're part of a, a bigger calling, you know, something bigger than, you know, what you would think of being a, a radio guy, a play-by-play guy would be. So, um, so that's... Uh, that's that's kind of what captures me and what's what's kept me there as long as it has. Probably one of the most exciting government paid jobs out there, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you are a government employee, right? I, I yeah, <laughs> technically I am. Yes, so uh, yeah, it's, it's it's one of the best jobs. I'll tell you, it's um it's a it's a rush. It's a uh, it's just a great it's just a great place to be and some great some just amazingly great people. I mean, so do you get a chance to meet some of the kids, the athletes, the students there? Sure. Yeah, you know, we interview them a lot. Um, you know, you get to meet. A lot of the families too, and I think that's what that's what kind of strikes you as well. You know, we'll be on the road on a football game. I think this past year we were down at Georgia State, and the night before we were, you know, obviously that's in Atlanta. 
uh, we're out to eat and we, um, with the radio crew, you know, doing our Friday night meal. And we see one of our players' families, you know, coming up, recognizing us and just talking and how much, you know, they go to every game, they travel across the country and what it means to them. And, and it's funny because I think that, you know, I, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't play Division One sports, college sports. Um, I don't really – I'm not really close with anyone right now who – who, who did where I knew them when they did that. But, you know, it's funny, like if you have a, if you have a kid and they're a division one athlete or a college athlete, you're going to be so proud of them. But then when they're a West Point cadet, you know, it's funny, I'm not sure these parents, what they're more proud of that their kid was playing division one college football or they're a West Point cadet. So mm-hmm. you're really, it, you know, it's truly the best of the best. Cause I mean, it's two things where, I mean, e- each of those two independent of each other, are like some of the most amazing things that a family can experience. But how about both being a cadet, future leader of America? Oh, and also, by the way, playing Division One football on a team which won 11 games, 10 games was nationally mm-hmm. ranked. So it's it's pretty cool to say the least. Rich, what about you? Do you call a spring sport? I know you do football and basketball. Is there a spring I, sport you do? I did baseball for 15 years, and then a couple of years ago, um, just you know, with with workload, with family, with that whole balance and everything, just uh, you know, have and we have another folk on staff, Zach Daly, actually, who works with me, and he does a lot of our Olympic sports and does a great, great job. And he took over a uh, baseball in 2018, so uh, or 2019 to go. Right? I did it through 2018. So um, yeah, that was uh, so really uh, basketball takes me into March, and then um, you know, I got whether it's licensing or overseeing some of our video um, and, and live events, stuff like that kind of will take me through into the summer to when football begins again. Are you play by play or color? Play by play. All right. Do you prefer play by play over color? I mean, do you guys sit there and do thumb wrestling to figure out who's better? No, I, mean- I, I play by play. I don't, um, I'm, you know, I, I prefer the play by play. Um, I think color is very, very hard to do and, and have so much information at your finger. I, I think I have a lot, I have a lot of information at my fingertips. I think, you know, from a color commentator, uh, being able to figure out why the play happened, um, how it happened, how it was, you know, originated, that kind of thing. Um, I, I prefer I prefer being able to play by play, Steve. <laughs> I had a stupid catchphrase in college when I was calling play by play for Hofstra basketball. It was any time somebody hit a three, I would say three Mendes. And I ah! thought I was pretty cool. And Until- then, you, you know, Marty Glickman, famous yes. Marty Glickman. Oh. Um, who essentially was Marv Albert's mentor. So he was coaching kids at Fordham broadcasting and Hoster and Fordham would play each other a lot. So when I was calling the game, he was actually in the next chair, you know, kind of listening to the, the Fordham broadcast, but he overheard me say tremendous. And he said, kid, you may want to stop that. You sound like a schmuck. <laughs> so Rich, where can we hear you when you're calling games? Is it on a regular radio station or are you streaming? Uh, so we are our football games. We have an 18 station network um, across the country. Um, we're out of New York City on a WMCA 570 um, and 970. All the games are 570. Some are on 970. That's our station in New York City, 18 station network. And then we're um, Sirius XM and, um, and also on TuneIn. So the TuneIn app, it's just funny how you know, internet is taking over everything, right? And apps where, you know, you have the TuneIn app. I mean, you don't have to worry about losing signal or, you know, where you are or whatever, having a radio. I mean, that TuneIn app on your phone just gets you the game, you know, 100%. And then um, Armed Forces um, Network picks us up on the radio. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot yeah. of folks, you know, listening around the world. And uh, 
Well, one thing you're talking about a catchphrase. When I do, um, when we sign on, I do say in football, um, you know, throughout the Hudson Valley, across the nation, and around the world, the Army Black Knights are on the okay. air. And I just think that's important because that that shows the breadth that's you. of, that's of you. Army football. That's I mean, you know, I, I said it was funny. I was um, I was speaking last year. I said, you know. And I think as a radio guy, and Adam, and as a play-by-play guy, and you'd appreciate this from, you know, what, you know, call play-by-play and stuff where I've always said that, you know, like the greatest, um, the greatest compliment you can get is if you're a play-by-play guy and you're somewhere, let's say, after a game or, you know, months later and a fan comes up to you and it's like, wow, Adam, you know, Rich, I was, um, I was driving, I couldn't get to the game, I was listening to you, you know, you were my eyes and ears. And, um, and imagine, you know, I've had folks that are serving, that were serving in Afghanistan or Germany, come back, see me at a luncheon, see me at a dinner and be like, hey, you know what, that Oklahoma game, you know, we were in Afghanistan, you know, we got it, we listened to it, we were listening to you. So I'd say like that greatest compliment, it can't get any better than folks saying it like you they do it all. Overseas. So, <laughs> Different kind so, of play by play job. Absolutely. You know, so which leads us into uh, probably our final question about sports, because we are a family show talking about dads. Sure. You got to help us out. Help us understand this Army Navy thing. I mean, that is over the top. What is it like when you're out there uh, either in the stands or at the football game or a basketball game that hold Army Navy uh, uh, rivalry? What's it like for you? You know, it's something it's something I think everyone has to experience. You know, the, the Army Navy football game is is one of those games. And this is probably the best way to put it is, you know, you can so like let's say the Iron Bowl, let's say Alabama Auburn, let's say um Duke Carolina in basketball, let's say the, the big game, you know, Sanford Cal. There's X amount of people that are at those games that are there just as straight fans. Like if I went to an Iron Bowl, I'd just be rooting for a good game. Right, yeah, Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. I'd want it going down to the wire. I would just be, a, but, but this is what I'll say. You know, I think every single person has a connection to either Army and Navy. Either they served, they had a grandfather who was in the the war. They have a family member. They have a they have a sister. They have a sister in law, a sister's boyfriend that served in one of those. So I will say is, I don't know if there's a game where the percentage of people in the stadium have a rooting interest one way or another. You know, there really aren't casual fans at Army Navy. You're there rooting for Army or Navy because your family, you're an Army family, a Navy family, you know someone on one of the teams or that served. So that's probably the best way I'd put it, where all 65,000 people have a rooting interest. You take any other rivalry game, there's going to be X amount of corporate people there that are just there to see a good game. Yeah. But even the corporate people that are at an Army-Navy game have an affiliation or a connection to one of the, if not academies, branches of service. And I think that's what makes it as special as it is because every single person in that stadium is rooting for one of the two teams. And I don't know if you could say that at any other rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Although I just I just feel badly, badly for Air Force. I mean, I feel like the, the stepchild all the way out there in Colorado Springs. I mean, they're kind of it's a nice that's a nice campus. I've been there. It's yeah. you know, it's it's pretty, Beautiful. but I mean, but they're like a stepchild. I mean, there's no there's no rivalry. There's no Army Air Force. No one cares. Army Navy. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just just throwing my two cents in. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the Air Force is part of the Army, right? Yeah. So you look at you know, a lot of the, you know, it's funny a lot of the, great army players and uh you know graduates who went on to great careers because that was the army air corps right they yeah, went to the right. air corps yeah. and, they, uh, and they became pilots so well and it's always good to sing second right 
Yeah. Oh yeah, sing second. That's yeah. yeah, that's the way. There's T-shirts. We sell T-shirts that say. I, sing I was second. trying to find a T-shirt when I saw you at the Army Navy basketball game. They didn't have one in my size. No. So well, being you that you're the retail back. guy, you got to hook a brother up. I will. I will find something. Don't worry. All right. Oh, I mean, I, got, yeah. I have a I have a client right now who's uh, out in South Korea. Uh, he's Army. He's a medic. He's a doctor out in South Korea, and we talk uh, every week. He's been quarantined forever. Uh, and he was just on a, on a black hot copter, you know, shooting. And this is, uh, it's, it's crazy, uh, what these young men go through. Uh, it, I don't think most people in this country have no idea what it's like to serve in the military and what they sure. do. No, no, but we thank, we thank those that do. Absolutely. absolutely. So Rich, as, as coach said, it's a family show. It's a show about dads. Tell us a little bit about your family, uh, your boys, your wife, and what you like to do as a family. Uh, two two beautiful kids. They're uh, they're they're twins. They're going to be seven on May thirteenth. Okay. Uh, my wife Katie. We're going to be married twelve years in in July. And you know it's funny. We talk Puzzle about. Tub. Thank you. We talk about you know, and we talk about all these interesting things with West Point and everything. And I couldn't do it without my wife. I mean, she's the sacrifices she's made with the. And you know this, Adam. It's you know nights and weekends, right? When you when you graduate college and you want to go into broadcasting, it's the works on nights and weekends. Rilan always tells me that too. Lon Samuels, our mutual friend, would always say that. So you know, would she would she you know from watching the kids, taking care of them on the weekends, you know, taking them up to the the games, um, you know that kind of thing. I mean, I I. I couldn't do any of this, you know, without her support. But, you know, it's a busy, I mean, it's a busy year, you know, in regards to the, the time commitments and everything. You know, both boys were in Taekwondo. They, they moved up to, to Purple Belts. Obviously, now with everything going on right now, not much um, organized sports-wise to get them into right now. But we love to love to vacation in Cape Cod. I love to uh, just, um, just it, it's so amazing, kids. And as, as you guys know, you know, it's just um, just seeing their interests and, you know, I, I think a lot back to, you know, the things I was interested in as a kid when I was like watching Super Bowl highlight films, like 20 hours a day if I could and everything. And then seeing your kids' interests and really getting excited about those is one of the coolest things that, that I've experienced. Like one of my, one of my sons, one of our sons is loves these, these Beyblade toys, right? These spin gyro spin toys. So we made a, we made a little bracket and we made, did a little competition between all of them, you know, to get to a champion and everything. So I think the coolest thing is, is seeing their interest and then becoming interested in those things instead of maybe trying to force things that I'm interested in. Maybe I'd like if they watch sports, that wouldn't be bad, but force things onto them. That's, that's really, that's really rewarding. Are they regulars on the West Point campus? They join you at all when you're calling uh, games? Yeah, they, they'll come up to, you know, as, as often, I mean, weather and everything, obviously there's a lot, you know, with the, when it gets cold and everything, but they're definitely up there and, um, you know, they come to games and they just uh, enjoy, I mean, they, they both, you know, want to, well, one, one likes Beyblade, the other wants to be a cadet. They both have a lot of different interests, but, um, you know, they want to, they definitely love um, seeing officers. They have a lot of respect. I think they understand some of the things that folks in the army do which i think is important for them where um you know they they understand folks that are that are protecting our freedom you know people are in the army making sure that we're safe and 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 this country is protected and i really get the feeling they they have respect and understand that which is really important and you know they talk about being a helicopter pilot or being in the army and protecting the country when you hear that you got to be really proud now cross fingers god willing it happens but if it doesn't happen you know it doesn't happen but to to have them um understand 
things like that at the age they're at and they're not even seven yet is is really cool because i didn't at seven years old um fully understand what folks in the armed services do so what are you doing with them at home now you must be going i'm, I'm just i'm just i'm projecting seven yeah. year old boys you're home you're quarantined uh, are you bouncing off the walls yet Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're trying to, <laughs> wife and I are trying to work full time, and then um, and then they have class. I mean, they're doing Zoom meetings with their teachers and stuff. And then um, you know, uh, we've been uh, we've been playing some games. They've been uh, they've been watching some TV, probably more than they should be um, right now. But they're hanging in. I'll tell you, they're um, they're probably becoming. I was just saying this to my wife tonight. I mean, they're becoming um, pretty well on the computers doing a pretty good job on that where, you know, when this thing started a little over a month ago, you know, I think they were still like looking for how to get to websites. I think they can pretty much navigate all these websites themselves. Now, not, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but they don't have their history. Just check their history. There's some uh, questionable sites that are being thrown about now with those seven-year-old boys. No doubt. No doubt. Coach was a seven-year-old boy, but only if he had the internet back then. Oh, oh, the trouble he could get into. Yeah. So, Coach, why don't you tell Rich about our uh, little segment here called Dad Vice? Yeah. So, so Rich, this has been great, uh, and this is what we love. What we do here with uh, Bad to the Dad, we have uh, this this part of our, our 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 episode, our podcast, is we add for we ask for Dad Vice. It's our it's our unique phrase of advice for dads. So, if there's any kind of Dad Vice you provide our listeners, would love to listen to what you have to say. There's no boundaries. Anything at all that comes to mind in terms of Dad Vice for our listeners. I think it's something, you know, I learned that, that, that my dad did with me. And I think it's that just if, if your kids are having fun doing something, that's great. It's not a competition. It's not that they have to be the best at anything or push them to a sport and make them do different things. You know what, if they're having fun, that's the name of the game. So if one of them's having fun playing Beyblades, the other wants to play basketball, you know what? that's that's awesome and they're winning and i think just just having kids figure out what makes them happy and have them do it is is i think the best thing because i think once you start forcing things or you know saying oh you have to do this have to do that i think you start getting into a you you never want to i never want to be i don't think anyone wants to be someone that lives through their kids in that you're forcing them to do things. I, you I want to do in sports, but there's a lot of parents that do that. Well, I want to live through, I want to live through my kids by loving what they love to do instead of having them do what I love to do. You know, that's, and I think that's the thing that I, that I think of a lot. I just, and if there's anything I, I want and I, and I'm fretting about is I want to know what those things they want to do. So I'm like, what, what do you like to do? What are, what are the yeah. things you know? But I think that, you know, just, just, just having them have fun and, and living through them with what makes them happy. That's the, I think that's, that's the name of the game to me, instead of saying, Oh, make sure you're an announcer, make sure you're into sports or, or these kinds of things. That's not, that's not for anyone. I had my time to figure that out. It's their time to, to figure out what they want. Good for you. DeMarco, assistant athletic director and voice of the Army Black Knights on several radio outlets. Rich, it was great catching up. We're going to have to have you come back on because we probably have another good hour or more in us just to talk about broadcasting and, and broadcasting sports. This was uh, just a heck of a lot of fun, and we're, we're so glad that you are able to make time to join us here on, on Bad to the Dead. Well, anytime, and, and a great you. reconnecting with you, Adam and Randy. Awesome, and anything y'all need. I'd love to see you up at West Point for a game. Let me know if you ever want to come up. And, um, we'll be there. And, 
anytime, anytime I could uh, do anything for you guys. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and thanks again. Thank you so much for having me on. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. You can find us on social media. Pretty much all of our social media handles have at Bad to the Dad. So we're pretty easy to find on Twitter, on Facebook, and of course on Instagram, which is where I just have a lot of fun playing around with pictures and memes and the wording. And every day I learn something new from Instagram via my daughter. You know, she's, she's the one I learned it all from. Your, your PR team. Or our PR, PR NIT team. And then, of course, we have a website because if you don't have a website, uh, you're not really a thing. And ours is easy enough to remember. It's www.badtothedad.com where you can see pictures of us. And if after seeing us, you still want to stick around, you'll see pictures of our guests and learn about upcoming episodes and back episodes. People are listening to the back episodes. It is amazing, Adam T. People, don't just go on to our most current. They're, we're, getting, we're getting hits on the repeats. We should uh, go into syndication. We'd be making bank if we had syndication. Well, that's sort of what streaming is. It's We're, syndication without getting paid for it. But we thank you, the listener, if you're going back into no, the archives. Have, and we have some, to, yeah. We have some episodes that are reaching 500 listeners. Just an episode. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't have anything to go on, but that sounds impressive. Hmm. Look, any, anyone beyond Randy, our <laughs> families that are listening, that is a miracle. Anything beyond that is gravy. Well, there so thank you, we're, listeners, for sticking with us. It's, we're uh, 18, it's awesome to have no, We're at 18,000 total downloads. So that's, I know six people, you know, so <laughs> unless you're going on 100 times each week. No, and then these people are all my friends then. Yes. <laughs> if you only have six friends, and these, these are all my friends. So and, and by the way, you, you and Michelle are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't saying much for you, but hey, good, good to be in the warm confines of your network. Yes, yes, yes. So, very, very cool. I want to thank Rich DeMarco again for yeah. being on Bad to the Dead. It was great reuniting, reminiscing with him. Um, he, he's, he's a talent. You know, I, I know a lot of people in, in radio who have come up through the ranks. He's another guy who's made... Really, really good for himself. Great job at a great employer. Sounds like he's got a, a, a wonderful family. And, you know, like everybody else, they're just making the best of it. But uh, just, just cool to hear his story and how he got involved with, with Army West Point, which, uh, I mean, what he's doing. You're calling games on the radio for Army West Point. It's got to be one of the coolest jobs. Forget government jobs in the country. It's just, yeah, just a really good story. But, so is it... Given you know where you are now, listen. You're happy, you're successful. You got a great family. Is there a little bit that kind of thinks about you know what if like, I I could have been a contender? <laughs> no, I think I'm in the right role. Um, yeah. You know, I've always had the business bug. Yeah. And even though I was in broadcasting, I knew this the the business bug was going to bite. Um, yeah. You know, it was going to be something people oriented. So I'm in human resources, doing learning and development, kind of harnessing that radio background, but just doing it in a different way. Um, networking with people, that's always been my shtick. So yeah. the talent acquisition, the recruiting side, it's a, it's a natural play for me. So there are things I've taken away from broadcasting that I apply to my job, but I'm in the right place. And I do get to scratch my broadcasting itch with, with what we're doing here on, on Bad to the Dad. You know, I, I'm, I'm doing it not for the money. I'm doing it because we're just having a good time doing it. 
Yeah, no, I was afraid you were going to say about scratching something else. So I, I was expecting a different kind of scratch. But uh, you're scratching your broadcasting niche. Thank you, the, uh, thank you for not turning dead. off. Thank you for not turning off your mental editor, Coach. I'm so glad that you continue to be you. Uh, it's a gift, really. It's just a talent that I have. It, uh, it is a uh, great guest. Uh, do we now? Do we know who we have next week? We absolutely do, and uh, we're really in the home stretch for this season. But don't worry, we'll be back with specials around Father's Day and the Fourth of July. But as you know, Coach. We got no baseball. We got oh, no baseball to play. It's in my heart. We got too. no baseball to it coach. It is awful. It is awful. I got no uh, baseball to go to. I was supposed to take my daughter to opening yeah. day for the, uh, that other team in New York called the Mets. Who might be and purchased. Give me this. They might be purchased by A-Rod and J-Lo. Can fine. you believe that? Fine. Um, whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good luck. Yes. So we we have a unique guest. I know we had an artist already on the season in Bowie McBoers and Brian Convery. Yes, yes, who, yes. Uh, who, who love to paint the female form. So we've got a bit of a different artist. His yes. name is Paul Jenis. And his big project now, uh, you'll really like this, is painting baseball cards. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. So he's he's done, uh, you should go to his Facebook page and I'll, I'll post some stuff on our social media site. Go to Paul Jenis on facebook how do you spell that uh it's p-a-u-l oh genis j-e-n-n-i-s <laughs> <laughs> try that again yeah um you will see kind of like a speed time painting of him doing an aaron judge portrait now the, there'll be a baseball card uh reprint series for this aaron judge painting but the original print mm-hmm. instantly went for just about a thousand bucks oh, and this bad. is an artist this is an artist who's still alive yeah, how about huh. that? So, so it's Paul Jenis, P-A-U-L. Yeah, how does it go again? Uh, J-E-N-N-I-S. He is a phenomenal painter. He mm-hmm. painted the portrait for Governor Richard Cody, uh, who, who did a one-year yeah. gubernatorial stint in New Jersey. Yeah. He has painted some amazing collectibles for the Bradford Exchange. Uh, if you like Gone with the Wind, I know there's some folks who love the old Frankly, movie. my dear... I don't give a damn. Well, I think you're going to give a damn about Paul Jenis because he's a wildly talented painter and artist. And yeah. we're going to learn about how he got into art, but how he landed this project for Topps Cards and how you can get some of these limited edition Topps Cards. You got to get Adam on, D. You, uh, yeah. you go over the top. The only thing that we didn't get this week, uh, no no emails, no nothing. You got to... Send us your, your messages, your emails. Contact us at Bad to the Dad. Come on, folks. Contact us at Bad to the Dad. We look forward to them. We've been missing them lately, though. I'm just giving a shout out, you know? All right. So your questions, your guest ideas, anything that you want to talk about, uh, advice, you want to ask about dad advice, throw some dad advice to us, contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach Randy, it has been a pleasure. I wish you a safe and healthy and happy week. And dads who are listening, be safe. Be healthy, be away from me because I don't want to get six feet of you, and have a great week. 